Welcome to Sacrifice to Success Podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I am excited, as always, to have another fantastic guest. Today, I'd like to welcome Rick Delarada. Welcome, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. So this is going to be a fun interview today. I've been looking forward to this one ever since I started messaging with Rick a bit. And we're going to do something different, which is we're going to start off. And Rick is a musician. And you're going to find out what type of musician in just a second. And he is going to play something for us that is uh, an original arrangement. It is. So uh, basically, this is kind of special for you because a lot of the a lot of the appearances I make are jazz related or music related. Uh, you know, yours is reaching people that might not be that familiar with jazz or whatever. And uh, I've been getting uh, like requests lately to do a jazz arrangement of a song and, and uh, a jazz piece volunteer. Actually, this is one of one of her favorite songs growing up. She said, could you do an arrangement of a Beach Boys song? And I was like, I don't know how to do jazz with the beat. This is crazy. But I messed around with it, and we have a kind of a Latin jazz arrangement of it. And in the middle of it, I go into something that I've been doing on all the different podcasts. I just make it up. It's called Free J.A. And it's a free thing. I just make it up. And uh, what it does is it enables, hopefully, someone from another you know, podcast to come, to, uh, people from there to come to yours to hear the version I do for yours and, you know, moves the people from different podcasts to check each other out, to check out the other ones. Hopefully, that's the, that's the idea. Nice, so, I love it. Yeah, so here we go. All right.
Yeah, that was awesome. That was so much fun. Just like, I'm just struck with how much live music can really impact you, even in Zoom call across, like, I don't even know where you are, wherever you are, you know? Like, it's so cool. I love that about music so much. Thanks. Thank you so much. Good. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Uh, it's, um, well, music has a history of having a profoundly, having the ability to have a profoundly positive impact on people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- when we, uh, when we started Jazz for Peace, I mean, it was something we knew, but we wanted to get uh, some historical reference. So we went back and we found information, like there was a guy named Charles Black, I think his name was, and he had grown up in the Midwest, and he basically was a racist by default. He was a white person, but he was growing up in a town during, you know, all of the issues with, uh, you know, uh, the civil rights and all that. Um, you know, maybe it was in the 40s or something. And uh, he went to a um, dance, and he was supposed to be meeting, you know, his future wife or whatever, trying to pick up girls, and he ended up fixated on this trumpet player. And he was convinced by the end of the evening that the trumpet player he was watching was a genius. He had decided this. This was his decision, you know. On his own, he had decided the guy was a genius. Well, he happened to be watching Louis Armstrong because Louis Armstrong just happened to be the trumpet mm-hmm. player in that band. So now he's really got, he's really in a pickle because he's left there. He's just, he's, in, you know, insisted that this guy's a genius in his mind. He's convinced. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. How could a genius be not allowed to vote? How could a genius be to not, you know what I mean? And it, so anyway, this guy, at the end of his life, he was in his 70s or 80s, and he had accomplished a lot. I mean, this guy was a very high achiever. I believe he served in the Congress and the Senate. He uh, was an author for bills such as um, uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. He wrote that uh, into law, all kinds of stuff like that. So they had an interview, and they said, you know, how is it that you achieve so much in your life? What is it that inspired? And he just said one word. He said, jazz. And the people were freaked. They said, what are you talking And he told the story. And he said, I was, you know, it just totally, you know, had a profoundly positive impact. So that was our little thing that we put on our website. But, you know, I mean, the situations are all over the place. I mean, a situation for me, example, I I walked into a club with no people. Me and a girl bartender who was dubbing as a waitress. The band was playing. There was no people. And I knew, like that jazz that they're playing is a language I'm not going to be able to skip over. I was hoping just to be like a rock and roll superstar, you know, make a lot of money, have a lot, you know, but I was like, this music is, you. I'm not going to, this is, I'm in big trouble now because this music <laughs> is deep and I have to embrace it. So there you go. There's a situation with, and the girl who was bartending, she became a jazz musician. She's nice. She's jazz baritone saxophone player. Her name is Claire Daly. And um, and I ran into her once. I was like, do you remember that day? I was like, I walked in your bartending. And I said, you know, I realized there, blah, blah. And she said, yeah, I became a musician after that. That is so interesting. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It can have yeah. a profoundly positive effect. You don't have to be in a state, you know, you just never know when it's going to hit you. Totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, well, first of all, for our listeners, what is Jazz for Peace? So Jazz for Peace basically started out as a poem. And I'm not a poet. You know, I'm anything but a poet. 
Uh, I, I, I write lyrics, so maybe I could, I could call myself a lyricist, but I was on a rooftop uh, on the morning of 9-11, and I was watching the situation with the Twin Towers, and words just came out, and I had, there's nothing, I mean, I'd never seen anything like that in my life, you know, mm -hmm. nobody else had either, but you know, it was like really right in front of you, because I was living less than a quarter of a mile away from the wow. Twin Towers. I, yeah, it was down in, um, uh, it was in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and less than a quarter of a mile. So, uh, words just came out, and I called the poem Jazz for Peace, and I basically started trying to live up to the words that I wrote. And that's mm. what I've been doing ever since, living up to the words that I wrote. I figured, you know, enough of this talking the talk, you know, it's like time's a waste in here, I just, you know, something monumental's happened, it's changed my life, and you know, maybe it's time for me to define who I am as a person, mm. you know, as a human being, etc. I mean, what it did is it enabled me to uh, define myself more as what I, my spirit, you know, like what I really am, what I really, you know, what I, what I really um, feel, not just, you know, oh, he can play some great piano or whatever, you know, oh, he can, you know, he's a, blah, just being a musician, but to kind of just bring a bunch of things together with regards to humanity and, uh, you know, philanthropy and all kinds of stuff like that, all kinds of good stuff. Awesome. So tell us more about that. Well, it was a, just a poem. And um, I was uh, I was in a good place at that time. I was playing at jazz festivals. I had a really good band of some famous musicians playing in my band with me. We recorded, uh, you know, some great mu a CD that was doing well. And uh, I had a concert in Savannah, Georgia at a jazz festival. It was like 8,500 people. And it was the first thing that anybody did after 9-11. Because like for two weeks, everything, they just barely opened the flights for me to get on this plane down to Savannah, Georgia. And I read the poem there. So now I had read this poem. It affected people a lot. There was tears in the audience, all that stuff. Lots of people. And then uh, when I got back, I was getting calls from people. Hey, this next concert you have coming up, I mean, we heard about this poem. Are, are you going to put that to music? Is that, you know, are you going to put, you know, just like mm. putting the seed in me? So by the time that concert came up, I had put it to kind of music, a musical thing. And then articles came out that said, Delarada starts concert with Jazz for Peace, blah, blah. So now it's like, you know, it's like uh, they're putting, they're put, you know, now it's like taking a shape of its own, right? Because it's coming out in these articles. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So really, I just started, you know, what's the logical next thing to do? Well, um, I'll do some jazz for peace concerts and I'll help some outstanding, you know, some, some whatever, some help some outstanding causes, et cetera, like that. You know, a few little causes around New York City, you know, um, things like that. And then it was like I had this idea of, you know, I'd like to bring... Israeli, Palestinians, and American jazz musicians together at the United Nations. Mm. You know? And of course, you know, when you have ideas like that, everybody thinks you're crazy. And that's kind of a good thing. If everyone thinks you're crazy, you might be onto something. <laughs> so I, uh, it's just weird that way. But I, um, I asked my manager at the time, listen, can you do me a favor and just kind of follow this lead? I'd really like to do this. And she's like, you know, that's okay you know you want to change the world here all right well so she follows it through and then one day 
Because I had actually, what's really weird is as a musician, especially a jazz musician, you uh, meet people from all nationalities. Mm -hmm. And it's very strange because you'll read in the paper that they're supposed to be at war, but they're not at war playing in your apartment playing music or on the bandstand. I don't see mm -hmm. anybody that they don't dislike each other. You know what I mean? So it's like these countries, but not the people. So uh, I had already experienced that with... Israelis and Palestinian musicians. So I knew that I knew what would happen. I knew that they that they don't have a problem, especially they come here to play jazz and they don't there's no problem internally. So uh, one day she comes in and she's telling me about some things, you know, hey, you got this thing in Luxembourg and you got blah, blah, blah. And oh, this United Nations idea of yours. Yeah, that's that's uh, they, they want to do that. I'm like, hey, that could be a big, you know, she's just like, I don't think you get it. You know, this could be anyway, I thought it could be a big thing. You know, so I was that was in my mind. And yeah. then, um, you know, we go and do it, and really, there's no, the press isn't really there. And I'm like, where, you know, because we put out a press release, you know, I mean, I was, I get more press at a little bar down the street than I'm here, I'm at the United Nations. But uh, someone told me, they said, you know, if a bomb blew up over there, they'd all be here. But I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen, just, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. But that's what somebody said. And I just yeah. remember someone saying that. And like, you know, so now I'm starting to learn, you know, this is there's politics involved and all kinds of stuff. But as time went on and as I started doing benefit concerts and that took a, a shape of its own and started doing stuff in schools and started doing instrument donation programs, just these things that, like I said, they kind of just you're going down the road and all of a sudden you're this idea they just come along, you know, um, I started to get, people started to take notice, you know, and I started to get letters from all over the world, really, and mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, well-known people. I mean, one of the first letters I got, I didn't even know I could get letters, all right, so I didn't know I could get <laughs> People I was, still send those? That's so weird. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, now they now they don't send letters, but back then I knew they sent letters, I just didn't know they sent one to me, you know what yeah. I mean? I just, I'm doing my thing here, but I did, I got a letter from Mayor Bloomberg, because I was doing it all over the, the city. Cool. Yeah, and then I was, and his this letter was glowing. I mean, we have these letters online; people can see them. But his letter, I'm like, did he really say what? And they were reading it at a concert. They were reading the letter at a concert, and I'm like, are they making that? Like, I, and I was like, what is going on here? They said, yeah, you got this letter, and um, so I'm like, well, if he will, if he can take notice, and he's the mayor, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody else. You know, and one of the next people was actually Barack Obama. Oh, wow. A letter from him, which was really good. I mean, because you know how he's very articulate, right? Yeah. And some people say, well, maybe it's written by a blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you, if it was, it's a very articulate letter. And the thing is, if you know, you get a letter from somebody like that, that's them because they can't, you know, it's got their name on it. Like, they stand by that. So mm -hmm. it was a very articulate letter. It's online. People can read that, too. But, um, cool. you know, it's congressmen, senators, and then as we traveled around the world, you know, I get a letter from the Prime Minister of Kenya, you know? Beautiful, wonderful letter, you know? And you know what? They say all the things that we think. And if you read these letters, they say what you and I think, because I know if me and you were talking, we'd like, yeah, there should be more peace. We should be blah, blah, blah. We should be helping outstanding causes. We should be saving these indigenous species and wildlife. We should be support. You know, it's kind, kind of common sense, right? Mm -hmm. And to hear it from these people is great, you know. Uh, but, you know, as you know, we still are facing more, pro you know, there's, there, we're surrounded by problems in the world. I think, David, 
this could be a bull market for healing. I don't mm. know your thoughts, what I'm talking about, because everywhere around, people need people need a boost. They need help. They need, you know what I mean? They for need, sure. Uh, they need the things. Well, Jazz for Peace provides a bunch of things. See, what's cool about Jazz for Peace um, is that because I want to know, you probably want to know how is this funding work, right? Uh, yeah, and be, right before you get to that, I'm curious, like. So all of these cool things are happening at what point where you're like, mm -hmm. this is a thing I'm going to create an entity, like a real nonprofit for it and like pursue this. Well, I was, um, I was playing a concert in a place called the piano factory and this was a piano factory and this guy was like a fan of mine and he had a piano factory and he just comes up to me and he goes, listen, well, I can make this for you. Like you have your own, cause I didn't know what a domain name was. I didn't know .org. I didn't know any of that. He's like, yeah. no, you can have your own email address. You can have your own this, you can have, look, you can blah, 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 blah. And you know, and he's like, I want to, we're going to do this, you know? So now I, he, you know. Just from him, I was, you know, we were, I was jazz. There's no, no one has that name, Jazz for Peace. You know, that's it. It's your, you know. So, uh, so, so, you know, it was like the same way I'm telling you that these other things started. It's like all of a sudden, one day, boink, here comes this, here comes a situation where somebody's looking at what I do and saying, you know, that man needs a website. He needs a blah blah blah. And so, <laughs> you know, so then I was, I was Jazz for Peace there. But you know, it's like we were already doing the benefit concert series and i just i didn't know it was going to become what it became like i just kind of it's kind of took a life of its own and i just you know i didn't really like it just it just went its own direction it kind of grew its own in its own way that's way. yeah i mean that's like i can't imagining imagine a better way for something to happen it's just pure inspiration and magic, you know, just like attraction of like, hey, I made this thing and it connected with people, which is kind of like an artist's dream, right? To have that many people connect with what you're what you're doing. It is, and it was kind of strange to be at the beginning of something, you know, because so mm. many times you you're, you come into something and you're at the tail end of it, you know. And even as a musician, you know, like the first band I played in, uh, like I was a kid and I was, I, I was, I was taking, it was funny cause I had to take a 24 hour bus down to Savannah, Georgia, the same place where I read that poem. The only right. two times I've been there now, okay? <laughs> the other time I've been Significant there, spot. <laughs> yeah. And I've only been there twice to read that, you know, to play that festival and read that poem. And when, when I first went there to my first band I ever played with on the road, and they were like a disco band. They were playing all the disco hits in the clubs. And as we were driving now for rehearsing in Savannah and driving to, um, you know, West Virginia to play in some club. But I was at the tail end of it. You know, it was like the mm -hmm. tail end of that. And then I had to go to school. And you're the tail end of this. You, you know, you're, you're, you know what I mean? So a lot of things like, like you're, you're playing. And it's the winner. But Jazz for Peace could only be the beginning because it was, you know, I started it. So brand new. Yeah. 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 So it was going to be at the beginning is, is my point. Yeah. Of okay. something. Of anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you kind of, you get this all going and then, so now, you know, how are all the ways that Jazz for Peace like helps impact the world and make a difference? Well, so what's kind of cool, which you were bringing up right in your right after I played, like, well, you know, what music, what music can do something different than just average types of, um, let's say grants or funding or whatever. Because yeah. what, what a music, see, here's the thing. Uh, most people think that their problems will just be all solved with money, but they're really, 
not only they're not solved, but a lot of times they're in worse shape. And you know, people don't realize. I think it was somebody like um, somebody recently said a statement. It's the funniest statement. He said, "Jim Carrey, that comedian. I just read this. Jim Carrey. There's this statement of his where he said, "I wish everyone could be rich and famous so they could realize that's not the way," or something like mm -hmm. that. He said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think so, I've seen that one. Yeah. It's the funniest thing. So. Uh, anyway, in, in this case, um, you know, a lot of times if you just get money, well, now you're enslaved to the person who gave you the money. You're mm -hmm. not any more well known. You're not any, uh, you're, you haven't grown your donor base. You're not more publicized. You're not uh, more prestigious. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're mm -hmm. not a whole bunch of things. But with Jazz for Peace, our goal is to make an organization first and foremost um, uh, grow their donor base. So okay. how do we do that? Okay, how do we do? That? Well, we first we want to first thing we want to do is thank and reward the supporters they have. Because a lot of times these uh, organizations they have a board member and the board members and they have some supporters and some people that believe in their cause and those people are kind of exhausted. You know, the phone rings and they see it's the, the outstanding cause calling and they're like, oh my god, I'm so tired already. You know what I mean? So yeah. what we're doing, they're calling and say, hey. Guess what? You're going to be a VIP guest of honor at a Jazz for Peace concert to raise funds for us and grow our donor base. So that hopefully makes them think, wow, there's going to be some people joining us. I love it. There's going to be more of, um, it's not going to be just us, you know, doing the heavy lifting. We're going to, we're, Jazz for Peace is going to try to bring some other people in, grow our, grow our support base. So, you know, we do that. Uh, we help them get sponsors at the local level. Well, organizations need sponsors. If you get a grant, that doesn't come with sponsors, you know. Mm -hmm. But with Jazz for Peace, uh, the concert enables them to get sponsors for the, we bring in sponsors for the concert, you know. Um, and now these sponsors often are able to uh, share their products with the VIPs. Most of these sponsors think that these VIP room is full of, you know, well-to-do people. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's we don't we don't take a test on that. But the, the sponsor in their mind, you know, they're thinking, hey, these are customers, so I want my wine to be at the VIP thing. I want everyone to taste my wine, you know. So anyway, yeah. we're helping them. Hopefully, the sponsors fall in love. We're hoping everyone falls in love with the cause. The you know we uh, the sports now they have sponsors that will hopefully stay with them in the in the local community. From there, we have publicity and awareness. Publicity and awareness, you know, you can't unring that bell. They get, you know, if, if you know, if you go to our website, you'll see me on, you know, NBC, talking about an outstanding cause. You'll see me and the founder on a radio station or this or that. You know, you know what I mean? Me and the outstanding cause. All kinds of little things. Print, whatever. Word of mouth is also great. Anything that publicizes the organization, mm -hmm. that's going to carry them forward from there. From there, you can go to larger sponsors, larger sponsors like, uh, you know, sponsors that are national or international. You know, once you have that base, which yeah. a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think, oh, we're going to go for Coca-Cola. No, Coca-Cola doesn't really want to hear from you if you're just a dream. You know what I mean? They'd mm -hmm. much rather hear from you when you have all your ducks in a row. You know, so my point right. is, or whoever it is, if it's a, if it's a name brand. So from there, we can get um, new and prestigious supporters on top of that. So that's where those letters come in because, let's say, for example, Barack Obama, since I already brought him up, I brought him into an organization because that organization, their mission was very near and dear to his heart, and it was in a 
uh, it was in a jurisdiction that he had presided over as senator in Chicago, uh, in uh, Illinois. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you put these synergies together. Yeah. Uh, I brought up the prime minister of Kenya already. I did some research and I saw this guy was on the BBC screaming that we've got to help the wildlife and indigenous people. Well, here was Jasper Peace coming over. All I did was call him out on what he said. Hey, you know, you're, we yeah. saw you in the BBC. We're walking that walk. What do you think? Yeah. And get, as long as they look at it, you know, if they don't look at it, you're kind of screwed. But he, <laughs> they look, you know, they look at it. Hey, this is a no brainer. Yeah, this is, I want this. You know, we need this for our country. So things like that. Now you have, we know what it is at the end, it's an empowerment tree. So mm -hmm. all those little branches add up. What we hope is to make the organization a more, uh, a more befriended, because growing their donor base, a more sponsored, a more publicized, a more prestigious, and a more better funded. Of course, everything hopefully raises money for them uh, going forward than, pre than ever before. And that gives them a helpful step forward to get from where they are now to where they need to be. Sweet. So you get to go do this all over the world, I'm assuming, and help with all different types of causes so that they can further whatever their cause is in making the world a better place. Well, David, I thought I had traveled a lot already before Jazz for Peace, but these places, some of these places I've been nobody's been to these places some of them you know i mean i've been to places i didn't see you know i've been you know we're talking some wild places places that i would have never good luck finding my way there as just a jazz musician you know what i mean right. i mean it would be extremely rare you know kathmandu nepal you know lahore pakistan uh you know the south south of india you know i mean just uh, there's so many you know ghana africa you know mm -hmm. all kinds of i mean uh, there's so many of these places where it's like because of jazz for peace i was able to see and meet people that just you know they They've never, you know, like we've never seen, like I would just never happen. You know, I've been in places where I didn't see an American, I didn't even see a white person for weeks. Mm. Yeah. No one, you know. And so that's why uh, sometimes when I do these little free improvisations that I put in the middle of that Beach Boys thing, I put something that did sound as far from the Beach Boys as you're ever going to hear. But mm -hmm. hopefully all these places I've been comes through when I'm doing something just spontaneous because that's kind of just coming from me at the moment, you know? And people would say that, they'd be like, well, just play something. Don't play a, I wanna hear you just play. And I'm like, what? well, because you you were like, you, you were two weeks in Chaka, Africa, right? It's like, yeah, I was just, yeah, that, who knows what's gonna come out when you play from all of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing, well, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, such an amazing experience to get to to visit and be a part of all those different cultures everywhere. Uh, I think, man, I, I haven't got to do a lot of international travel, but I would love to, because I know that like, you just feel like humanity is, is so much more connected than it, we are led to believe by watching the news and reading social media. Yes, and you know what? You can do it with Jazz for Peace should you ever so desire because we, what we want to do is get people to, we want to take, uh, make 
you know, get get people that what we've experienced. We want other people to experience what we've experienced. And so, let's say you're assisting with us with an outstanding cause, or you ha you run into some outstanding cause that you love, or you you dream. You know, you want to save orangutans, which we've done. I'm just we've actually done this. And, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Well, we say that's these stories could go on forever. So I'm trying to get too crazy with you. <laughs> yeah. But just because I said orangutans. We did something to save a and orangutans are in big trouble, and they're an incredible animal. Mm -hmm. And we did something to save orangutans in um, Los Angeles, California, and Ed Begley Jr. was on the board of that organization. You know who he is? He's mm -hmm. an actor. You know who he is? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, I hadn't re I wasn't that familiar with him, but I'd seen the movie like uh, Best in Show. You know. Mm -hmm. And he comes in, he's like, it's so cool, talking to me like we've known each other our whole lives, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> man, but you're like, you're, you're like, I can't, you know, because he's, he's really cool because he was one of the first people that was completely off the grid and everyone thought he was crazy. See, you know, when I told you people thought I was crazy, wanted to do that in the United Nations, he was me when he wanted to be in like, I think in the 80s or 70s, and he was completely off grid, no carbon footprint. You know, nice. I'm like, wow, you're a you're a beast of a, you know, incredible philanthropist. So anyway, but the point I'm trying to make is, let's say you had a dream like that. You're working with the organization, blah, blah, blah. And there we go. You're you're coming with us out to the middle of nowhere or something. That's or it that's could so be cool, someplace, yeah. could be even someplace in your town or in the state next door state, whatever. We want to, you know, we're, we want to. We want people to experience what we've experienced. We really, I mean, you would be, feel the same way if you've done some of these crazy things. You know, mm -hmm. As long as you survived it, you'd want other people yeah. to know what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. No, this, I, I'm just thinking of my daughter right now because she's, she's nine and she, she's a little creator slash entrepreneur. And she, she really wants, she actually has plans for next weekend. At, she's getting set up her mini shop and make a bunch of money to donate to endangered species like you know so i'll have to i'll definitely tell her about right. the whole thing but. see and she naturally has it that's what i'm yes. saying we naturally Kids. have it inside us yes yes and we would love to follow her dream we really would because she's got it i'm telling you she's got it you, you should really who knows she could be a she could be she could be a high impact person on this on this planet she really could I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I'm I mean, excited. I just pick up little energies. That's just what I'm. That's just what I'm. Just getting a, a, something, <laughs> a little thing like that. Really, I am. So yeah, I love I would it. Be, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm telling you. It yeah, me at all. That's really cool what you said. So yeah, so let's see. I mean, who knows? But she, yeah, she could be. Who knows? We could do something with jazz for She could be a part of it, or she might at some point. Yeah, that's very cool. Awesome. Well, okay. So this this is fantastic. I've really loved hearing your your whole story and your journey today, and I know that people are, are gonna really enjoy this episode. Um, but I have been sitting here biting my tongue trying not to tell you about my jazz experiences or <laughs> or but just a couple of quick things okay. uh, that are really cool. Just because I'd love to share with you is that one when I was in high school. I played jazz all through high school. I played trumpet. And uh, wow. when I was a sophomore, we had this like killer band. We had ridiculous seniors who were like amazing. Went to mm. Texas State like uh, as North freshmen. Texas. Yeah, playing in like the three o'clock band as a freshman. Like, wow. You know, and uh, but we had two I amazing know those things. Teachers. 
Go yeah. Ahead. I know <laughs> nice. the teachers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I bet yeah. you would. Uh, they played with Jazz for Peace when I did Dallas. We'll talk sweet. about that another time. He probably yeah, has. I yeah. But oh I, I, yeah, I went to Dallas. I did Jazz for Peace in Dallas. And a friend of mine left here to teach at North Texas. And I called my friend. Uh, Lynn and I said, "Hey, Lynn, man, I need you on base and uh, grab a couple of faculty guys and let's do this." But go nice, ahead. that's so cool. Yeah, so we entered uh, two contests that year, and one was Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I'm sure you know them, right? They I've had kind of heard them, vague, vaguely familiar. Okay, so they're right. they're like big swing band, like they played okay. at the White House and stuff, like back in the day. They put out a contest to the country for all high school bands to record a cover of their song, um, and they would come play a concert with you, whoever they chose. And we won that <laughs> out of all the whole country. They came out, we played a show at our gymnasium with them, sold out the gym. It was like 500 people in our school gymnasium. And then we entered the Duke Ellington Festival and made it in the top 10 for Duke Ellington. And I got to go to New York. And this is before the Twin Towers came down. Got to go to oh, the Iridium, got to oh, meet wow. Wynton Marsalis, shake his oh, hand, really? got to play at Lincoln Center. Anyway, so I just have a huge love of like you have yes, you have a history going on here. and yeah, it's so and you play so the trumpet, cool. right? I don't you really say? play that that much anymore. I play the I keys a lot time. more and the drums now, oh, but okay. yeah. Do you know funny? But, uh, I saw instruments on one of your videos in the background in that yeah. room, right? You have yeah, they're they're over here I now. I moved my that. desk. <laughs> I know. I did. I did. Yeah. I did make a mental note of that. I was like, huh, you play some instruments. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's a great story. Great experience, right? Exactly. And and that's, again, just like full circle to this whole conversation that we've been having today is like music has this crazy way of creating experience and connection that like not many other things can. And so I'm, I'm super excited about that. You you had this thing that you you just ran with it and that you're making this impact that you are. It's so cool. Well, thanks. I mean, you know, it's it's very interesting. I mean, what, what happened was it was like, you know, um, sometimes some of the most earth shattering or amazing transformations come out of the greatest adversity, some that soil of adversity, you know. And yeah. so, you know, um, what better thing could have come out of a worse incident? See mm -hmm. That's yeah. kind of what, yeah, that's kind yeah. of what happened. For sure. That's awesome. Cool, Rick. Well, um, where can people get in touch with you, find out more about Jazz for Peace? Okay, so uh, my name, Rick Delarada. Uh, you can always, um, you know, like uh, go to my website, rickdelarada.com. That's just me. And what you could do, which, what, what I tell people to do, you could put Rick Delarada famous quote, and you will get a quote that is on all these quotes pages with all these, you know, great people, Walt Whitman and blah, blah, blah. It's a quote that I made that, that was from an interview in um, one of the, the first Jazz for Peace concert. And it was lifted by these websites. I don't know how they did it, but it's on every website. But anyway, you could start somewhere like that. Rick Delarada frame his quote and you'll be, you know. But also, I mean, our website is jazzforpeace, J-A-Z-Z-F-O-R-P-E-A-C-E dot org. And if you mess up and put dot com, I believe it still goes there. Um, so, you know, there's... Those two things, info at jazzforpeace.org is very simple. Uh, send us an email. And I'll be honest with you, Jazz for Peace funding starts with a comment. And we take the comment 
and we turn it into funds for an outstanding cause. So, yeah. for example, an outstanding cause that you, you sh let's say you share this with uh, an outstanding cause in your town. They look at it, they watch it, they do a little bit more uh, things or watch a couple of videos. They can send us a comment and, hey, you know what, we blah, 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 we think this is great, blah, blah, and we'll take that comment and use that to grow this empowerment tree. Because that little comment is like a seedling that like doo -doo 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 and goes down the ground. Thousands of them and a few trees grow, but that little seedling is where we grow the empowerment tree of funding for outstanding causes. Mm, so cool. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rick. Uh, would you be up for playing us one more thing before we close off? Sure, sure. Okay. Thank you, Rick. That was amazing. I could listen to you play for hours. Thank you. I just made that one up. Sweet. So cool. <laughs>
And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you.